Good evening, everyone. I trust that this message finds you well, and I thank you for spending time with us. Tonight, I want to talk to you about giving. As you all know, on Sunday night, we spoke about remembering the prophecy. God has made promises to us. He's warned us of things that were to come. He's made promises about what he is already doing in our midst. And last night, I spent some time talking to you about the plan. I'm very excited about the fact that we are opening our second campus, our digital campus, and that we're taking the opportunity in this season to build that area of letting the gospel message be shared around the world. So tonight I want to talk to you about giving. And uh, giving is something that in many churches is not handled very well. I trust that you understand that in Newark we have tried to, to strike a different path than most. Giving should not be something that is done under compulsion. It should not be done under pressure. Giving should not be about rules. Giving should be about relationship. Giving is something that works best because we are walking in the Spirit, because we are following the leading of the Spirit of God, because we have the vision of God, because we remember that all that we have is His. It came from Him. It will return to Him. And He is the one who cares for us. He's a good provider. He's a faithful God. And we trust Him. We have faith in Him. And so tonight, I want to talk to you about giving in general, I want to talk to you about the principles of giving. And yes, we're going to talk about money. Tonight, giving is not that broader category of, of other things that we give in. But tonight, I'm going to speak very specifically about money. And, um, but I'm going to trust that you understand it in the context of the scriptures, in the context of the principles that we've always operated by. I'm going to talk to you about practical things related to it. How to do it in the midst of this COVID-19? How is it that you even transmit money to the congregation? How do you contribute? Because church is still going on. As I've already mentioned to you, we have not shut our doors. We've simply moved locations. And uh, But I also want to share with you a larger vision so that you can understand why it's still incredibly important that you continue to worship God in giving. And so to begin tonight, I want to turn your attention to a story that all of you know very, very well. Jesus has come upon a crowd of people unexpectedly, a large, large crowd of people. And he, um, unlike us, he's not overwhelmed by what he's faced with. In fact, the Gospel of John tells us that Jesus, uh, in chapter 6, verse number 5, that Jesus looks out and he sees this large crowd and he Almost, I like to think, with a twinkle in his eye, looks at Philip and says, where can we buy bread to feed these people? Where can we buy bread? The scriptures tell us that he said this to stretch Philip's faith. Faith in what? Faith in Jesus. Every single time that we face something that is bigger than us, it is a moment in which God wants to stretch our faith. It's not stupidity. It's belief in him. And the very next sentence is a very important one. He already knew what he was going to do. 
So his question was not really a hypothetical. It was not really something that he needed an answer to, but he asked it for Philip to begin to question and to examine what what did he think Jesus could do? What did he think could happen? Where can we buy bread for these people? And immediately Philip's mind goes to, to money. And, and, and money's important, don't get me wrong. But in this particular case, it wasn't about money. So Philip answers and he says, 200 silver pieces, which I, I'm assuming in Philip's mind, that was a lot of money. He says, wouldn't buy enough bread for each person to just get a single piece. Meanwhile, standing by, one of the disciples, Andrew, who's Simon Peter's brother, he, he says to Jesus, um, there's a little boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But that's a drop in the bucket for a crowd like this. What's that going to do any good, Jesus? All we got is this little boy's lunch. And there's a lot we could spend time talking about what that little boy was and how he volunteered it and where he was sitting and how Andrew knew about it. But tonight, the point I want you to understand is that somebody had enough faith to put into the hands of Jesus what they had. Little boy had five loaves and he had two fish. And through Andrew, a human inter intermediary, he had enough faith to put it in the hands of Jesus. Now, you know the rest of the story. Jesus takes the loaves, he takes the fish, and he begins to break them. As the people sit down and the disciples begin to pass them out. And basket after basket goes forth until at the end we're told that he tells them to gather up the leftovers so nothing is wasted. And they went to work and they filled 12 large baskets with leftovers from the five barley loaves and the two fish. So I ask you tonight, is Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever? Does he not know what he's doing? Does he not know your needs? Does he not know the church's needs? Does he not know my needs? Is it possible that in the midst of this, where jobs have been affected, income may have decreased, maybe fears have risen because of the unknown, we're more cautious, perhaps even fearful, is it possible that even in the midst of all of this, Jesus knows exactly what he's doing? That's my starting place with regard to giving. We do not give out of compulsion, and we do not give out of fear. We don't give because of pressure. We give because we know that when it comes to our care, nothing has really changed. Oh, it feels like it's changed. Don't get me wrong. I am completely, acutely aware that things have changed. But that's from a purely human perspective. From God's perspective, we came into this world with nothing, and everything we have came from him, and everything we have will return to him. And that was true before COVID-19, and it's true now. God's the one who maintains the world the earth spinning on its axis, the sun, the moon, and the stars, the cycles, the rain, the weather. Nothing's changed. So what's changed is us. The challenge tonight is for us to recognize that we have been impacted. We have been changed. 
and we have to realign ourselves. And so how, how do we do this? So there's two questions that I want you to consider. There's two questions that I want you to think about in light of the boy and his lunch. Number one, of what you have. How much does Jesus need? Please understand that the little boy gave his lunch to Jesus. Jesus needed, if you will, his five loaves and his two fish. Did the little boy starve? The answer is no. In fact, the scriptures tell us that he and everyone else had as much as they could eat, which knowing little boys, at least the little boys that live in my house and the little girls, um, it's more than five loaves and two fish. So when you ask the question of what I have, how much does Jesus need? That's not a question of, okay, how much am I going to go without? It's how much am I going to place into his hands to multiply and ultimately take care of me. Second question is, of what you have, how much do you need or how much do you even want Jesus to multiply? I wonder if there were others who had lunch. Maybe some fish, maybe some bread, maybe some cheese. And held on to it. Jesus was very generous. Scriptures say that everybody ate. But they did not get to be a part of the miracle. They did not get to see that it was their loaves and their fish that fed thousands. So I return again to the second question. Of what you have, how much do you need or how much do you want Jesus to multiply? Do you want to be a part of a miracle? Do you want to be able to tell stories of testimony about what God did in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of these problems? Giving is central to that. Let me give you three principles that if you've been around Newark at any length of time, you already know this. Number one, your giving is always to be given in relation to your increase and what you have. God doesn't ask for everything. He asks you to give from what you have, and he asks you to give based upon your increase. Nothing's changed. Honestly, if you have nothing then you have nothing to give. If you've had no increase, if you've received no income, then do not feel bad if before COVID-19 you had income and now after COVID-19 you don't. Because your giving is always in relation to what you have and it's always in relation to your increase. Number two, giving the way Jesus wants you to give is always generous. Generous is not giving everything. Generous is giving without being hung up. It's, it's you're free. You're not controlled by your money. You're not controlled by being a spendthrift and you're not controlled by being frugal. You're not, you're not controlled by your money. Rather, you control your money. It's a tool. It is something that God has given you and you attempt to be a good steward of it. And so when you see a vision and when you see a need and God prompts you, you give freely. That's generosity. You give without reservation. This is why there cannot be pressure and there cannot be uh, compulsion involved with giving. 
COVID-19 feels like pressure. COVID-19 feels like fear. COVID-19 feels like I got to get control of things. And you might feel that with regard to your money. And I'm calling to you, saints. Don't do that. You came into this world with nothing. You will return out of this world with nothing. And everything you have in this world has come from God. Give generously. Number three, give as you are led by the Spirit. Give as you are led by the Spirit. You are a church that I have stood before time after time after time when a need has been expressed, maybe from a missionary, maybe from our local church, and said, Church, I know you can pray. Pray and give whatever he tells you to give. That's all I'm going to ask you to do. COVID-19 is going to try to attack that freedom that is there. Resist it. COVID-19 and this atmosphere is going to try to have you begin to take control of life by means of what you're doing with your money. The money is no more yours now than it was before COVID-19. Nor are you more dependent on it now than you were before. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Give in relation to your increase in what you have. Give generously. It's not really about an amount. It's about the freedom. It's about the worship. And give as you are led by the Spirit. Now, the reality is, is it's a little different now. Because we're not in church. And so that's another problem that we're facing right now, is that our normal habits aren't in place. And so we might be a little lost in how does this work. And so the first thing I want to point out to you is those of you that have been mailing in contributions, thank you. Your faithfulness is so appreciated. God is noting your faithfulness. And I want to say on behalf of the staff and on behalf of the church at large, thank you. Yes, we're trying to save money. We are not heating buildings. We've got other things that are decreased costs, but we've also got other costs that are the same, and we've got other costs that are increased. Your faithfulness in mailing in your contributions has been a joy to watch. And so if you haven't been doing that, if you've just kind of got out of the habit of it, I encourage you to do so. Our mailing address is on our website, newyorkupc.info. Mail them in. It's the post office box, not the physical address. The second is cash contributions. Now, when I first addressed this, when we first stopped having service in March, I didn't know how long we were dealing. And so I told those of you that normally give in cash, just stockpile the money. Folks, we're looking at, as I've already mentioned, I think months before we come back physically together. You do not want to mail cash. It's not secure. So if you'll call the church office, they will give you instructions of the location where you can securely drop cash. I'm not asking you to come out every week, but if you're a cash giver, if you would once or twice a month, safely and carefully, get in your car, drive to the location that you can get whenever you call the church office, and drop your cash contributions there. I'm not even asking you that you need to go and turn it into a money order. If you're able to do that, great, then just mail it if that's more convenient. But if not, just drive to the location. It will not take you long. Drop it and continue to contribute. Now, for those of you who've been waiting for this for a long time, I have good news tonight. 
If you go to our website, newarkupc.info, there's a tutorial there that'll show you how to digitally give. And where do you digitally give? Right at newarkupc.info. When you go to the website, you will now notice, some of you may have already found it and wondered what it was, there's a little circle in the bottom right corner of every single screen on our internal website, newarkupc.info. That little circle has a weird little figure, a little guy, and if you click on it, that's a giving platform called Rebel Give. There's a tutorial there on a card called Giving, and you can see how to set up your account and how to give either using your checking account, your savings account, or even a credit card if you have points that you like to obtain. It doesn't cost anything except the flat fee that the church pays for the service each month. The rest of it does not cost anything. If you use a credit card, there is a service fee for the credit card, but there's no further cost to your contribution or to the church. Go and watch the tutorial if you're interested in that. These are your three ways to give. It's a little different than walking up the aisle and dropping something in the offering plate. And when we come back together, the digital giving will still be available to you. In fact, we're going to have cards printed up for you that say, I gave digitally, and that way you can participate in the march and then giving. But you've got three ways to give. Mail your contributions in to the church post office box. Drop them off at the secure location, which you can obtain by calling the church office. Or our new digital giving, which I have been working on for several years to get so that we have nothing of your contribution going towards processing fees and costs. Now, let me remind you, because of the digital giving, you have to give each category one at a time. In other words, you can't give a lump sum and then tell us this much for tithes or this much for offerings or this much for missions. You have to give the amount you want for tithes, then you give the amount you want for offerings, then you give the amount for missions. So in light of that, let me draw your attention to Ties are really simple, folks. They started under Abraham. They were a part of the promise of God to Abraham. They continued through the law and into the New Testament. Whatever your increase is, tithes is 10%. It's real simple. It's a dime on a dollar. It's a dollar on $10. It's just move the decimal point one place. Your faithfulness in giving is about relationship, though. It's not about laws. It's not about commands. And remember, the little boy gave to Jesus through the hands of Andrew. You're giving to Jesus through the hands of the church. It's that simple. Nothing's changed in COVID-19. Just how you get it to us. It's still in relation to what you have it's still in relation to what your increase is. And then offerings, as you know from our discipleship classes, are a measure of trust. Jesus didn't tell us how much to give. It's not specified. It's a reflection of how much do you want him to multiply? How much do you need him to multiply? What does the leading of the Spirit call you to? How generous are you willing to be? Offerings have two applications. The local offerings, which are for our local ministry. And we need your prayers, but we also need your financial support. Many of our pastoral team are volunteers. But there are several of us that are not. Our families are relying upon you. We're going to eat based on your contributions. The church is going to do the work of the ministry and equipping you to do that work of the ministry based upon your giving. 
Your faithfulness in giving is important. This is probably the most explicit I've ever been in speaking to you about giving. But I feel like I have to be this specific because we're in a season in which COVID-19 is causing us to think that some things have changed. And as I've been reiterating tonight, they have not changed. They really have not. Of course, our missionaries, they still need our funds. They need our prayers. They need our financial support. So whether you're sending a check in and you're telling us how much is for tithes and offerings and missions, or whether you're going to drop cash in there, you need to tell us again how much is for offerings, how much is for missions, how much is for tithes. Because if you just give us cash, it's going in the offering. Or whether you're going to digitally give, which means you've got to give, if you're giving to all three, you've got to give three times. It won't cost you any extra. It's not that hard. It's very simple. Watch the tutorial. But I want to close this out with an understanding that our giving is about vision. During this season, we're taking the opportunity to complete some projects on our physical campus. There's going to be some exciting new things when you come back. Things will have a, a different look on a few areas. Some of these you already knew were coming, but we're just taking the opportunity to be careful and be safe, but also to, to do work, to be ready for when we come back together. But we're also opening a new campus. I'm so excited about our digital campus. I hope that you're enjoying and will enjoy in the upcoming months the innovations and things that we do. And no, these are not as expensive as a physical campus. But there are expenses related to it. There are things. You're helping us open our second campus. And so in this season of a lot of confusion, in this season in which we don't know when we're going to be able to come back together, in this season where there's a lot of fear, I return you back to the little boy. He had five loaves and two fish. He saw that there was a need. So he put it in the hands of Andrew, who put it in the hands of Jesus. And Jesus multiplied it. So tonight as I close in prayer, I'm going to ask you, just as I do in church, to pray with me and to ask God, God, what do I need to adjust in my giving? It might be nothing. It may have been that you've been doing exactly what you should do, but would you ask him? And maybe you've fallen off in giving and you've thought, well, I'll take care of it when I get back to church, but that's going to be months from now. Don't, don't cut yourself short of being able to worship. And maybe you've been giving, but you've been giving in a way that you're a little fearful and you're holding back a little bit and you're, you're just a little nervous. I want you to pray with me right now. Give based upon what you have and your increase. Give generously and give as you're led by the Spirit. Lord Jesus, I pray tonight that the words of my mouth have been heard with hearts that are open to your Spirit. Lead and guide your people. God, you have provided for your church but you've also provided for it through our giving. And so tonight, I pray this very simple prayer. Speak to the hearts and minds of Newark UPC. Give them calm and peace that passeth all understanding. God, let them know what you need. Help them to lay aside any fear and caution and, and to live in freedom and generosity. God, help them to be willing to give based upon what they have and 
based upon their increase, even if that's changed. God, help us to be a spirit-led people. And I thank you, Lord. And I praise your name. Newark UPC, you have always been a giving church. I thank you. I know that you're going to continue to give. And I thank you. I have confidence in you. I believe in every single one of you. And in this season, let's seize the opportunities. Let's not just look at this as, oh, we got to get through this. But let's, let's see what God can do in the midst of us being willing to be faith-filled, generous, and spirit-led. I love you all. You're an awesome group of people to pastor and to serve. The best is ahead of us. We have a promise. The prophecy has spoken. Be a part of it. Let your giving be a part of the miracle. Don't be left out. Be a part of the miracle that's happening in our midst. Follow the leading of the Spirit. God bless you all. I love you. Good night.